Welcome to Everyday Witch, the podcast. Join head witches Tess and Nikki as we discuss our lives and invite you to embrace the magic. Hello, I'm Tess. I'm Nikki. And we're the, the Everyday, Everyday Witches. So today we're going to be interviewing Mom's Magical Ways, which is run by Sandra and Dylan. And Mom's Magical Ways is first and foremost a family business with the main players being mother and daughter, Sandra and Dylan. They work together to be a positive influence in the world and individual lives. They seek to put the knowledge and tools to create magic into the hands of the individual, believing that spells and magic done for ourselves on ourselves are the most powerful. They accomplish this through many avenues. And we can't wait to talk to them about all those things in a little bit. Yes, yeah, so before we get started, we're going to start this episode like we always do with a little uh, sound healing intention setting to be present during the podcast. Um, or maybe you just need a hot second to just like chill. Um, so we're going to go ahead and get settled in with a little sound healing and our tarot card pull. All right, guys, ready? Okay, so today's card is the Seven of Swords, which represents feelings of mistrust and betrayal or keeping secrets and deception. So really this card asks the question, if you're hiding something or if you're lying to someone, is the reason you're keeping this a secret ethical and should you really continue on this way? Or is it better just to come clean? Because in the end, no matter what, feelings are going to get hurt. And a lot of the times, honesty is the best policy, even if people might not like what you have to say. Interesting. So try, try being honest this week is, is basically <laughs> what that means. And, and, and sometimes it's okay to, to feel what you feel and to say what you need to say. And, you know, as long as we're doing it in a constructive way, like, don't be mean. Yes. Like, there's a difference between speaking your truth and being mean. So also remember to be kind as well is truthful this week. Right. And it's, like, about ethics. Like, if you're not telling someone something for a good reason, then maybe that's okay. But if you're not telling someone something because you know the consequences are there, that isn't necessarily the reason to not tell someone something. Right. And sometimes owning up can actually get you, like, in less trouble than you think, depending on what it could be. You know, like, I mean... Yeah. That's that's always something to look out as well. So be optimistic, too, this week. And, um, yeah, we're so excited to have Mom's Magical Ways with us today. And their interview will be getting underway in just a moment. Thank you so much for being here with us. Thank yeah. you for having us. Yeah, thank you so much for having us. Um, we've been listening a lot to some of your, your episodes and all that stuff. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun. We're just really sort of excited to be considered to be a part of this beautiful thing you're doing. And watch you guys grow and start this. We needed this. The community needed this. So I'm really glad that you guys are doing I like the second person who said that to us. That's so awesome. It's so nice to hear. Like, well, it I'm, must be true then. <laughs> well, especially for me. Like, I mean, I didn't even listen to podcasts before we did this. She was just like, I want to start a podcast. And I was like, I went home that night and ordered everything. And the next day I'm like, so I got everything ordered. And like, yeah, I love podcasts. So <laughs> I think it's a great way to learn and educate yourself while it's like you're doing everything, mm-hmm. you know? So, but I'm really excited to get to know you guys better and everything you do, and I think it'll really educate everyone listening also. Very cool. And it'll be fun. Yeah. First question? Yes, yeah. Um, so how did the two of you start your journey into entrepreneurship? Well, first and foremost, we'll start by um, Mom's Magical Ways, that I'm her mom. I'm Sandra, and my daughter Dylan and I are business partners. So and then that's I am what... also mother of four, so... So like that's that's where that came from. But Mom's Magical grew out of something I started like years ago. I was reading, uh, doing tarot readings at Vision Quest uh, bookstore, and they didn't have like candle magic. Yeah. They didn't have they didn't have black candles at the time, um, and I had done like a fun little like holiday 
candle, because candle magic's always been a big part of my stuff. Um, and then I was doing tarot readings for people, and I was like recommending to them that they go figure out a way to do a banishing. So finally I was like, eh. So I made the Banish Negativity Candle. And we joked about it for years. We just called it my little candle business, which is what it was for a really long time. We did consignment and still do, actually, at Vision Quest um, here locally. And then I started the Etsy store around the time I ended up going actually on disability and having to like leave out of the house yeah. work. And she was, uh, she was like, I'm going to let her talk now. No, but so she was working with her partner at the time, but then he was in school and he was busy and they were like, we need a shift. She's home all the time. He's in school. We need to shift things around. And I kind of looked at her and went, hi, you had a kid. That's what we're good for. Just kind of put us to work like that. And I had already had two of my four children. I don't know. I got a lot. I can't remember timelines anymore, but I had already had a couple of the children at the time, and I was just kind of like, you know, well, yeah, why don't I help you? And I had a lot of ideas, too, because I love the candle magic, but I also wanted to, being the younger generation and knowing a lot of the things people were wanting and how to then take both of our knowledge and mix it and kind of grow it a little bit more. and. I was working in social media at the time anyway, so I was like, eh, this is a good way to shift over. I kind of know a little bit of what I'm doing. And so enough we just- Enough to be dangerous. <laughs> enough to be dangerous, exactly. <laughs> but so yeah, we were just like, okay, well, then we need to change the business round and it'll be you and me and- We did it slowly. We started on the back end um, yeah. where we yeah. closed down <clears throat> Seven Magi, which was the old company, but we left everything in that name and our parent company that we formed like bought the name from ourselves and like did all of that yeah, and then and eventually when well, we started doing thing. we we made a parent company because we both do readings she also does yoga and gong healings and things like that so we needed a parent company to do everything else under so from that parent company we're like okay now the candle business can change and that'll become mom's magical ways that can be the product yeah. And then I can have a name and she can have a name separate for all of our individual things. Yeah. I think that's really good advice for like anyone looking to start a business but yeah. then also have different sections of their business. Yes, DBAs are. Yeah. Or I guess yeah. here locally they're not DBAs, they're trade names. Tra yeah, but they do classify them in parentheses as doing business as. Right. Yeah. Like, because yeah. everything yeah. else talks about it being doing business right. as. Right. Every other state <laughs> I've ever been in and had companies in, it's always been a DBA. I came yeah. here like uh, 10 years, 12, 12, 15 years ago. I first started looking for that and it was like, it wasn't there. Like they didn't have it as the sub name back then. And I was like, what is the equivalent in Arizona of this? And finally it's like, oh, it's a Arizona just got to be a little bit backwards. But then it's like, it's like $10, right? So you can, you can, you can exercise a whole bunch of ideas with low, Costs, right? right? Well, it's like we 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 bought too. trade names and never used them, and then you know bought the uh, URLs and you know sold them back. But usually, like there's such minimal investment yeah. if you're buying like a bunch of different URLs that eventually you're like, oh, this is the one that sticks. Yeah. You know. Well, and it gives you a chance to build that brand without it being like the full company. Mm -hmm. So if the company goes down, it's like, well, there's that whole brand is gone. Whereas if it's just a DBA, you can test out that brand and be like, okay, let's see if this is going to work, if it's going to pick up steam. And so that's kind of what we did with all of them. And Mom's Magical Ways stuck. Um, and then we could do Magical Ways magazine. It was just, it goes a lot of different ways. We didn't realize until after we had it that if you break it down differently, it also turns out to be mom's magic always. Uh, that's really cool. We had like three people then, right yeah. after we put it out there go back and go, so is it mom's magic always? We were like, that's I mean, cool. it's not, but like, it works. You can call us that. That <laughs> right. works. That's cool. That's cool. I love that you like used to work at Vision Quest too because they're so well known in Arizona. You oh, know, I, I took my sister there for like her first reading, and it was like it blew her mind. Yeah, she she worked behind the counter, um, and, then and then did tarot did readings. tarot readings, and then 
about seven years ago because I knew them. They were like, hey, does Dylan still need a job? So I worked there for about five years behind the counter as well. That's cool. So we both were like, we love you guys. Yeah. I still love them. I still, they still sell our products, actually. Yeah. And yeah. we still hang out with people from there. Actually, yeah, people that we, vend, that we vend with. Work behind the scenes there. So. Yeah, that's awesome. It's, I think it's so well known. Like everyone I talked to is like, "Have you been to Vision Quest?" And I'm like, "Yes, <laughs> I know." <laughs> I think it's really cool though too to see like how much it's kind of like you know watching little pockets of the valley change. Like seeing yeah. how it went from being like really rare, and now we're starting to see this big presence of. Um, you know, tools that we're able to use in, yes. in our practices and people are talking about it. And I think that's really neat to see the progression over the amount of time. And like, it's a staple now in Arizona. It's a place where people go to, like the right. Vortex and Sedona, you know, like yeah. it's really kind of neat. I we mean, actually said the magic word there, the tools, right? That That's what changed, I think, really the most when Dylan came on board was it kind of went from a candle company to a, a magical tools company. The idea was to make, you know, just a variety of tools to put the magic in the hands of people. Yeah. Where I think it's the most powerful. Yes, I agree. Like, when I went there, it was six years ago, I think, and they didn't have a ton of stuff. I think they had a lot of books. Right. But it wasn't, like, a lot of stuff to actually do anything with. Yeah, and that has changed drastically. Yeah. And... I mean, I, they, I have a special place in my heart for Vision Quest for so many reasons. So many reasons. I love them dearly. All of them. The owner is, I love her dearly. Um, but when they really were able to make that shift, and they're probably the place, in my opinion, the best place in the Valley that understands we can all do similar things. Like, you make candles as well, and the same kind of intentions and things like that. But we don't have to compete against each other. Your stuff is just as good and amazing, and we should build each other up. And they that, they understand that. And that was something we really wanted to take into it, too, was the idea of we're not competing against anyone to do this. Mm -hmm. We're working alongside fellow magicians and workers and healers and people that do this work themselves that are doing what they want like we know so many people that do soaps and everything we're like yes we want everyone's stuff because it's all very different even yeah. if i had the same soap like an oatmeal soap from each company they would be vastly different right. and vision quest was one of the places that helped us me at least realize that we can't all work together and build each other up even if we have the exact same product because it will not be the same i agree because like you also come from like you your products are different in different ways like a lot of it's diy right like the right. kits or different bundles and stuff right. which i think is awesome and so we have different like mindsets or different ideas and that always is going to create new products exactly people um, used to tease me at the beginning because i used to i mean and, 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 and i still have a lot of the ingredients in the listings but like in the candles when i just sold them you know on consignment like on the back it literally has every ingredient that's ever in it because i want people to know and because yeah. in the long run, I want them to be curious about, well, why did she use carnelian in this? Mm -hmm. Why is there mugwort in this? And like, learn something for themselves. And people were like, so you're selling them a product and giving them the ability to never need to buy your product again. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, sure. But some people will. Yeah, because they're not going to go through the effort. And other people themselves. are going to learn how to do magic for themselves. And that feels like a win-win to me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> I can't remember what I was going to say. There was something I was going to say. Sorry, I'm no. Bad about interrupting. No, 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 no. It's, it's great. I love that we're all like, I, I, I don't remember, but it, this is all so interesting and it's, and, and it's impressive because that's exactly well, how I'm like starting to feel about like wanting to bring more like do it yourself skincare books and tools mm -hmm. and that kind of stuff into my practice, like into my company because I want to be able to offer a variety because people do. People like to learn. They like to. I don't know. I'm always soaking up things. I'm like, ooh, what fun project can I try today? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and sometimes they're going to have the time and the wherewithal in their lives, and they're going to want to go and harvest the, you know, creosote locally and make some, you know, something for themselves. And other times they're going to be like, no, I'm just going to buy that from somebody. And yeah. I think that, you know, again, 
It's a fun balance. You're giving them yeah. you're giving them both options. Yeah, and tools to educate themselves. That's, I'm big on that as well. Like I think that's so incredible mm -hmm. to see people coming together tools. to to educate yeah. you know yeah. each other and empower them because it's important. Um, especially with the awareness that's now coming to like the environment and yeah. the way that we spend our money and how we invest our money in the local economy versus big box stores and I it's really kind of cool to see so many people locally that are banding around the small businesses here yeah, yeah. yeah. so what do you think is like the biggest misconception about your business or your practice in general that I'm young because I'm only I just turned 28 Okay. But I've literally been doing and learning this information since I was in the womb. And I, I can <laughs> actually say that because my mom was doing... Oh, I was run we were running the, the channeling business. Yes, I had a friend they that were, was a trans channeler in Dallas. They were doing and that. When like, I was pregnant when, with her. We and so doing, I yes. came out of the womb. And, and a was, newsletter. And a newsletter. <laughs> so, I mean, for me, it's unless people are willing to sit down and talk with me about it, it's just, oh, she's just the business end of it. She doesn't actually do any of the magic. She doesn't know mm -hmm. any of the information, but it's like, well, let's sit down and have a five-minute conversation because I've been steeped in this and I do my own research completely separate of my mom in the sense of like, you know, it'll be 2 a.m. and we'll start texting each other. We live in the same house. So when I say we text each other, I mean from our bedrooms at like 2 a.m. It really does happen. It's really funny. We're like, oh, my God, I just had this really good idea. And then the next one will reply or see each yeah. other in the morning and be like, um, I was asleep. It's like, I know, but I had to say it to somebody. Um, but so we'll do our own research. And the fact that I, we have so many different things that we're actually invested in. Right. Well, I mean, a lot of the products are hers. Like, we do the offering bottles. And, like, I've only made one of those. And I, I made like, the Hecate one. She made, she's made every, like, me from beginning to end, like, came up with a concept, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, created it, put it out together, sealed it, did the mm -hmm. whole thing. Yeah. Um, but I talk yeah. a lot, and especially at the <laughs> vending events, like, we thing. joke that, like, <laughs> you, you know, you sort of, like, throw a quarter in my slot, and I'll just talk about almost anything, because, like, I'm in my 50s, and I've done a lot of crap. <laughs> um, but she's like, boom, a spring, there I go. Um, but she also is really, really good with the math and stuff, so she'll sit back there and be checking people out, and people will just automatically assume, because I'm out there yammering about things, and when I stop and go, um, I don't know, Dylan, what did you put in that? People will be like, it's like, yeah, yeah, she made that. But that is the thing. Before vending events, because I do make so many products or anything, we do have to sit down and be like, okay, so you made this. What did you put in this? Because I have no clue what's going on. I made her actually, she helped me with one of my candles. And she was like, so what am I supposed to put in this? <laughs> um, but so for me, the misconception is just, I don't know what I'm doing magically because I'm young. And, and with witch talk and all of that and people aren't willing they're like oh you either know like I, there's a weird like you gatekeep. either know everything or you know nothing exactly yeah. there's no kind of middle ground and the people that do know things a lot of times on places like tiktok unfortunately my i i feel like they're very gatekeepy they won't have the comfort conversations i can speak of like well, where did you do your research? Or like, you know, well, this is my, how I've done this. This is where I've done this. It's just like, oh, you're wrong. Mm -hmm. yeah. and, I, and I'm like, not like that. I'll just kind of be like, Haha, have your opinion by. And I think that doesn't help my, which you're is, just a baby witch. Which is what's interesting about it though. Cause you think about it. Cause I just sort of, you know, uh, come across as the air that's like, I'm the opposite, right? Because oh, she knows everything. They ask me a question. I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. And they just look at you like how disappointing it is that I don't have every god, goddess, angel, deity, demon, magical system, you know, Number. committed yeah. to memory, like just as a walking encyclopedia. And you're just like, I mean, no, I don't. Just because I appear to have a lot of answers, like doesn't mean, you know, that I, I know everything and I've tried everything or I've studied everything. You know, um, I work with herbs in a magical sense. People come to me for a health question. I'm like, 
That's how I feel when people come to me about teas and tinctures, and I'm like, no, I have someone I can refer you to. I do topical herbalism, and then I work with herbs in a magical way as well. But like, that's about it. Like, yeah, you're like, I don't. And they just they seem so disappointed, or that I won't, or we won't do magic for them. Yeah, Mm. especially love magic. But I feel like that's something you shouldn't do. I know a lot of people I, do yeah, that, yeah, but it's I, like, it's not my thing. It, you have to put your own intention into right, it. Yes, right. Yeah. So I think how that's am the I biggest supposed key. to do it for you, you know? Yeah. Well, they I, talk about it um, in like uh, magic and um, healing, right? The, when you're learning like energetic healing and like that sort of stuff, the, uh, this, they use the same language that intention is like 90% of what you're doing, mm-hmm. right? When it comes to magic, um, mm-hmm. like I studied a lot of ceremonial magical systems, right? So, you know, we're the uh, pomp and circumstance, you know, of magic. We want to work with mercury, so we've got like every scent, every color, every, you know, the correct number of candles, right? Like we, we, mm-hmm. we like that, right? We like that, you know, that, that whole sort of setup. Um, yeah, oh, train of thought. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> I saw it happen. Yeah. Just right out the window. Uh, oh, it's okay. That happens. It happens to me. Too. <laughs> it happens to all the time. Uh-huh. But no, it is. It is neat though. And like to go back to what you were saying, Dylan. Um, you know, I like that you're talking about bringing the middle ground to awareness because yeah. like I'm still learning. I think we're all still learning. I learn something new every day, even though I know like ten herbs really 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 well doesn't mean I know all of them but I'm learning them and I think it's important that we have those conversations because it is with so much information out there hard to find reputable sources and making sure that okay am I cross-referencing what I'm researching with like maybe two or three books and then two on-site you know like websites that I know are reputable and those types of things and I think we should be talking about resources and what are the best ways to learn about these things because just because you may know a whole bunch of information and you may know a little of information, we're all learning information exactly. and we should be sharing that. So hopefully I think that's we're great. All, all, like hopefully we were, we're lifetime learners, right? Oh yeah, you know it's yeah. a thing. Yeah. But hopefully, you know, we're and always learning. I think learning. there's yes. like stuff that you're drawn to and stuff that you're not drawn to. Like yeah. I like crystals, but I don't know everything about crystals exactly. right. or like astrology. That's mm-hmm. not something I'm super interested in, you know. But like I have zodiac sprays, so. I know some about it, but not a lot. So when people ask me about it, I'm always like, that's not my area. That's not like that's right. I'm an expert mm-hmm. in. And I think over time, sometimes that changes too, right? Mm-hmm. Like sometimes you're called to work um, with a particular system for a particular length of time yeah. or for a particular goal, right? It's mm-hmm. not always like um, I would have 100% like 20 years ago said I'm so not into astrology but I like tarot and screw Kabbalah right (laughs) I would have been like but now I have over time been drawn and pulled into learning more astrology and then actual like mythology of the stars and then actually Mm -hmm. doing more magic bringing in planetary magic and then thereby learning it but you know my original aversion to it was of course you know especially 25 years ago right it was all like are you a leo you must have an ego and here's your daily horoscope She's a leo. right um, i'm allowed to pick on leos because i'm a leo um, but like so i use like my astrology in my magical practice mm-hmm. right more than as you know a psychological evaluation well, what I think so also on like the middle ground stuff is a lot of people aren't doing the research into things that are culturally specific. Yeah. Like sage, mm-hmm. only because it's the biggest thing. We used to have a sage spray. And then we, I mean, even us, we had the spray for a, a while. And I mean, we were getting ours from someone. It was all remnants. We weren't buying like bundles specifically. We were getting them from a specific person that got them properly resourced and everything like that. But then we started looking into it and that was like, oh, this is not our culture. So we completely 180 and went to doing um, mugwort, which is our culture and our background. And we did more information on that and workings. And so it's that as well as people aren't actually researching that stuff. It's just very quick, like, how do I cleanse my house? Sage is the first thing that comes up for a lot of novices, and they're like, okay, I'm going to go do that. And then it's like, 
that's okay, but like learn the actual practice, get it done right, and things like that in that sense. So finding well. your lineage magic that you're tied to and then working with that is what you're saying? More kind of, <laughs> or, or, or at least doing doing the doing doing the research. Right? Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've I've uh, like studied a lot of things in the Hindu pantheon and done work like in the yogic traditions and stuff like that. Oh, Obviously, okay. that's not my you know genetic cultural mm-hmm. background. Um, but but when it came and, to like yeah. sort of uh, like doing products and stuff like that, it's based on that's sort of based on the research I've done in my experience, right? Mm-hmm. But and like with, with regards right to like the, what she was talking about specifically with the stage spray, it was just like, I'm not the person that should be benefiting from right. this financially. Right. right. This is, this is, this is not, I don't feel like that's my place in this chain. I'm yeah. not going to tell anybody else what to do, you know, with or without their stage, but if I'm going to do that, then I start researching. And then when I started researching that that mug work was very much used in a similar way to clear the space before doing magic. And it was like, oh, that makes, that just fits with me. It, it clicked yeah. better because I think it was, it is my cultural. Nice. Okay. Right. But it's that idea. It's yeah. people that like don't do the research, but then the people that are like, I can't believe you're doing that. That's horrible. And so there's this middle ground that, of, yeah, that fine line. Of, that fine line. And they don't say that. like, Hey, just, you know, like this isn't, because, like, when I first started, I didn't know that. And then right. I realized yes. that I changed my whole product line, basically. Exactly. Because I used to call them smudge sprays. And I was like, oh, shit. That's a specific them. word. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And you don't want to use the word smudge either because yep. that's, like, a whole ritual. Yep. Right, so, yeah. exactly. So that was, like, and, I mean, it's with more than just sage. Sage is just the biggest, easiest one that yeah. I can always think of because it also happened the most recently, in my opinion. But I, I'm married into Mexican culture and the egg cleanse. That's a big thing right now, too. Mm. But that is a thing. Like, that is a very specific ritual thing that, I mean, anyone can do it right. in a sense. But there are certain ways that you are supposed to do it to get it to just work the right way. Mm. Or how to read them properly. And that's another one where it's like... I, I, I don't care, honestly. Do, do what you need to do for, for yourself. I'm going to do what I need to do for myself. I have Mexican grandmothers I can go to. But doing the, just getting the information, even if it's like calling your local, you know, shops, your herbarium, and being like, hey, how do I do this? Because then that's at least something to be like, I want to do this. This is the thing that resonates with me, but how do I actually do it right? That's awesome. So then that leads into my question. So then do you guys, um, I know that you guys have a magazine and when did the magazine start? Um, and, uh, how long has it been in publication and do you have a favorite issue? Uh-huh. There's a couple questions in there. <laughs> Just one, one, but... Um, so the magazine, it was about 2020 when my mom and I looked at each other and she was just like, we need to get this information out there because I was struggling because pandemic happened everyone was stuck at home and I have four kids I wasn't going anywhere so TikTok became my best friend um (laughs) my kids had school man I had I had to like entertain myself in a room with three others for a while but it was just we were noticing all this information coming out and when you for me when you've been doing this what 25 26 ish years at that point and learning this information and being young and kind of wanting to bridge that gap between uh, like how do we get 20 something year olds to be interested in this without it being like, you know, oh, it's all this, you know, it's too woo woo or anything like that. I don't know why I use woo woo is just the only word I can ever think of. But so we were looking at each other just like, how do we get this information out there? And then we started thinking about it more and more. And it was like, well, a newsletter maybe, podcast, a podcast maybe. I have so we go back kids. to teaching again. So right. we do online teaching. It was, I mean, we could not figure it out. And it's like, well, we, we talked about podcasts for a long time, but we're like, again, four kids. They don't they don't sit quiet. <laughs> you cannot get that done with children around. And she has the biggest dog known to man. So not happening there either. But then it was like, okay, we'll definitely do something digital. 
Magazine? We landed on newsletter, and I couldn't she get could. the word magazine out of my Every head. Every time we would go talk Every about it. Every time we'd start magazine. to talk about yeah. it, I would You're call it a magazine. 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 I couldn't. And so finally, I'm like, eh, fuck it. What does it take to do a digital online magazine? Yeah. Like, how and does we, that work? And we yeah. found a really awesome website. We did, actually. <laughs> that lets us publish how we want to publish it. Um, but we reached out to a, a, a few friends. of our yeah. friends. Um, just to see who would work well with us. There are people we work with before. One of them does really good writing. I mean, both of them really do. But one, like, she was really getting into writing and, uh, like, seemed really interested. And we're like, okay, let's start Sunday meetings. Let's see what we can do. When do we want to put these out? What do we want to say? And because we have so many different backgrounds, like, my mom and I like the mother, the maiden mother crone thing. We don't have... We had someone who was in the maiden thing, even though she was older than me. She was in maiden still, technically, mm-hmm. in that sense of has she had a child. But at the same time, she was old enough to be reaching the crone stage in, you know, the sense of physically, like, hey, we're getting to that point in our life. I'm still very much in the mother. And so we liked having multiple different backgrounds on, like, that sense magically, but also we all learn differently a couple of our friends came from covens like very coven background you know we know a lot of people in a lot of different traditions just like sort of over the years i've been just incredibly blessed with being able to like be invited in and in some cases initiated in other cases you know just on the guest day um to a lot of different traditions and so that's one of the reasons I think we realized that like our company name, if we just dropped the moms, was a perfect name for the magazine because yeah. we wanted to um, it's not I didn't want it to just be like my voice speaking or even mm-hmm. just mine and her voice speaking um, and <clears throat> we've had a few uh, you know like guest you know article writers and, and it's, it's our intention and our goal to have more um, but we wanted a place for everybody to sort of feel like they had the opportunity to maybe give out the information that they don't see happening. Like I had one of my friends that was involved at the very beginning was just, everywhere I go online, you would like new moon and full moon magic has become identical. Like she was like, I don't understand this. And I, I'm not, you know, she's like, I, I don't, I'm not gonna fight with people's experience. I'm not saying your experience isn't valid, but yeah. that can't be your only, well, that's my experience, right. right? Like that's their defense of it. And you're like, okay, but hold on a second, because like lunar magic has a serious logic to it, guys. Yeah. Like we don't need to make this all woo wooey and mystical. Is the moon full? Can you see it? Is it shining light on things or is it hidden? What kind of magic do you think you'd be doing when it's hidden versus when it's fully illuminated? Is it getting smaller or is it getting bigger? Right? And I just remember that was like her thing. And she was just like, so that was like, all right, lunar forecasts it is. We're going to have lunar forecasts in every, uh, you know, every issue that just sort of says, here's the influences that are happening. Here's some sort of ideas where you and might be able to put this together. This is just and, a lot of research. You know, here's some right. information for the upcoming lunation that you can use to influence, if you'd you like, want how you're going to work if you're going to. Like, it's very, like, sort of soft, too. Like, do it yet. Yeah, so we, that was the beginning of 2021 that we were sitting down starting meetings. Yes. We were like, ah, let's get to this. Was it we, September or October? No, the first issue I know exactly what happened. We were like, we're going to do Mabon first. <laughs> then Mabon started showing up real quick because we also moved. I had another baby. Summer we hit. For the witchcraft. witchcraft and then we were like, okay, never mind. We're not doing Mabon, which we all kind of knew. The next one. We're going to like, okay, we'll start with Salwin. Oh, it'll be perfect because we want to put them out before the events happened. So Salwin of 2021, October 5th. You don't have to look it up because it was the same no. day witchcrafted was. I'm looking up the second part of our question. Oh, okay, good. Um, but so October of last year was our first issue and we wanted to put them out every S-Spot, which um, they, they do not come in a regular schedule, the spots and S-Spots. And you don't really realize until you're trying to get a deadline between Salwin and Yule 
here. They like, come really quick after each other. Didn't we just have a deadline? <laughs> <laughs> like, literally. Yeah. Um, and so we were like, okay, well, that'll be fine. Um, but so we've put out five publications so far. She, she tried to look that up. Yeah, no, that's yes. exciting. That's five. super exciting. Five. And that Good. helps. The, re the listeners really connect with you guys and know that there's like this really great source of information out there and we'll get the link yeah. Um, yeah. to the magazine yeah. and post it in the episode so people can find you guys online yeah and to it's one of those things that what? favorite issue oh gosh question. no i want to answer this one i know you uh, it was the in bulk issue for me personally yeah. one because it was like oh i want to do an issue on devotional magic because i'm really big on devotional magic i like that idea i like the like we are like devotees of mm -hmm. these people like they're not our servants they're not here just to bring us good fortune like we need to offer them things we need to you know um my personal you know practice is very devotional in nature so um so that was my favorite issue it was the one that i was sort of in like okay fine you're in charge of it um and i think i also i think in that issue this is going to actually lead into one of your other questions. Oh, we'd love so to do hear. You, okay, yes, I'm like, should yes, I pause? Yes. Okay. Um, so, yeah, so in that particular issue, you'll find two things. You'll find uh, the deity spotlight, because every issue we like to pull up some god, goddess, deity, you know, angel, you know, whatever, or two, and uh, just give, like, a, a mini spotlight on who, who or what they are. And that one <clears throat> was Durga, and that's one of my biggies uh in the sense of durga is sort of like that uh unified feminine divinity from the east okay. right they will make her the same thing as shakti and sometimes people have heard that the idea of the concept of shakti and shiva right mm -hmm. so shakti is, is like sort of that feminine energy to the masculine shiva so but if you go down into the actual personalities of the goddess you get Durga and then you go down from there and you get like Kali and a lot of those places so um, so I've done a lot of work with her and when I was working and um, so I initiated into a bhakti tradition which means devotion um, she introduced herself to me sort of they call it as your Ishta Devata but basically like your patron saint so to speak mm -hmm. um, so there's her but she's kind of co-concurrent with the other thing that I write about in that, and that's where I'm talking about um, the mysteries of the goddess or current known as Babylon. Um, and it's a, another Western idea of a unified feminine divinity, right? So that's why those two are kind of my biggies. And she's been on femininity, can you tell? Yeah. Yes. Well, well, I do believe that right now in, in, yeah. in, in the progression of our world, that as we're watching the patriarchy sort of like take its <laughs> last gasps of breath yeah. and scream and cry, it's because the divine feminine is coming back and bringing balance back to the idea of God or the Godhead. So you don't have to replace, we're not, we're not trying to go back to like a matriarchal society from a patriarchal society. We're not swinging back and forth on a pendulum, no. right? We're moving right. forward. What's yeah. the next evolution? It's that idea of the dual gendered or the ungendered right. Godhead that has all the aspects of masculinity and femininity, just like, hey, each of us manifest beings have, right? right? So I believe that because my generation, my age, the, the way I hit this manifest world in the late 60s um, and the work I've been drawn to over the years, I feel like an agent, an agent right, of that divine femininity in the world. Right, where like, right. there's more and more people that are waking up to the idea of a goddess or a god and a goddess. You know, um, I think it was the Dalai Lama said it, at this point it was probably 20 years ago, um, but he said the phrase somewhere like Western women will save the world. And whenever I hear that, like now after all these years, I think about what he means to me is mm -hmm. that idea of feminine divinity moving through the Western world. Yeah. Because we lost it a little bit more than some of the Eastern worlds did. Yeah. yeah, and I think in the world, even though it seems like everything's 
going backwards, that's kind of like the big, you know, chaos before change actually yeah. happens. Which chaos is like the perfect word for it, right? Like you bring in the word Babylon, a lot of people go, <gasps> yeah. Revelation, oh my God, right? This is going to sound kind of funny, but I approach the world very logically for a spiritual human being, right? If you think about the fact that, like, humans have evolved, our brains have evolved, we've gotten smarter, right? Over time, go back to biblical times, poor little John is there and he gets this vision of the changing world that we're living in right now. And the only way he can process it is a topless you know, sex fiend riding a seven-headed beast. It's chaos. That's what it is. Yeah. Right? And that's the only way he can see it. So that's what he writes about. So that's why she comes in that form. Yeah. It's just like his, it's almost like, you know, like that idea of feminine divinity was never gone, whether it was active or not, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like almost like that, that, you know, fearful vision also like sort of prophet, prophesized the form that feminine divinity would come through. And you think about like the self-sexually actualized woman mm -hmm. has been changing this world and she is not done. It's also something <laughs> that a lot of people fear the most. Oh yeah. You know? <laughs> So, yeah, I think that's a great example. Another question is, what does magic mean to you? Oh, God, why are you looking at me like that? Because <laughs> I talked last. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> great, throw me into the It's your turn to talk. I know, right? No, I was actually talking with my husband about this last night because I, <laughs> putting this one into words was the hardest thing for me. And because for me, magic simply is that idea of using all the tools at your disposal, physical, emotional, mental, your physical body with physical objects around you, the energy, all of it, to work towards an intention that you set for yourself. Not an intention you set for the entire universe. No, no, not to the point of like, I want a million dollars. Hey, I have a million dollars. No, it's taking the small steps to deal with the idea of what is truly going to better yourself and what are the steps you need to take to get to where you want to be. And using all of those little, like taking all these little bits and pieces that are around you to influence and use to the best of your ability to get those things that you want. That's pretty good. Oh, really? No. It's cool. Because, like, I don't know say half the time. It would be pretty great, though, if you could just get a million dollars. Right? No, it would be perfect. We'd all have it then. And then, you know, we're starting to get into economics right now. Uh, no, I love that. I have to laugh about it because you guys, like, you know, um, we knew this question was coming, right? And I'm like, oh, my God, I literally wrote about this in the last issue with the magazine <laughs> those little uh features that were like what is magic and why do magic and i took what is magic and uh, our friend took why do why do magic and so like i thought about it for a long time uh because if we assume that we're all here for a reason right like there's a will right each individual has a will whether you believe it's yours individually you know god's will um, you know, I, I don't think those are, inter I mean, uh, I don't think you can separate those personally. I think we are like a manifestation of the divine here. And you look at the world from like sort of an animistic uh, viewpoint at all, where there's an energy that exists or a soul in sort of everything, then magic is the tool, yeah. right? We have to affect our lives, conscious and unconscious. It's the tool we have to understand ourselves better. Right? It's self-transformation. Mm -hmm. But it's also, you know, I'm going to light this candle because I need this thing, and then this thing comes. Well, like, that, it that can be, be it as well. It, it can't just be energy, in my opinion, because there's too many... If it was just energy, again, we could all just speak into the universe, hey, I want a million dollars and have it. If it was all just energy, if we didn't have any physical way to put things in motion, like herbs and you know talk even like for me like the cooking with love idea 
you can taste it like you cook mm-hmm. with love mm-hmm. that's a magical operation you know if my kids are sick i i'm gonna make chicken noodle soup and i'm gonna put very specific herbs in it that are best for a healing work you know and i say just my kids i make my husband do it too he hates it and loves it all at the same time because that usually means there's way too much for him to eat but it's that there's a there has to be some kind of physical representation whether it be your physical body or a physical object there has to be some kind of physical representation in my opinion of magic being done because even you know people tattoos even can be a magical way to get something like you know you people get runes and things tattooed on their skin to represent protection and things like that it's like i will constantly protect my own body with this physical representation so uh for dylan and your process when how do you combine different modalities and works into one i was reading your bio on your website um the way that that even started for me was I'm going to stay in a selfish manner just for the sense of, I hate the term selfish. I think it's gotten a really bad rep mm-hmm. at this point. Um, I needed things to work in my life. If it wasn't going to work in my life, it wasn't worth the research. <laughs> I feel bad saying it, but at the same time, it's true. I needed, you know, for me, it was culinary school. I was like, oh, yes, culinary school. So I learned learning about that and then learning about herbs it was like perfect this is how i can blend those together do i always do it dear god no sometimes i just was like eh, whatever i'm putting whatever in because i'm lazy today but as i learned more like um and doing summer pots and stuff like that it was that idea of how is this going to blend into my life what is it going to do do i also then it turned into when we were doing the products like okay well this is how this is able to work in my life i can get it to work in other people's lives uh-huh. Because if I'm needing this, somebody else's. I don't like perfume. I don't like it very much. Now, will I wear it when my husband's like, come on, get all dolled up, let's go on a date? I'm like, absolutely. He bought it for me anyways. I might as well give him some help. But then it was, you know, I deal with anxiety. So it was like, I made a roll-on with essential oils. That was like, these, I say, I made made her make it for me. (laughs) Because I needed it. But so it was... Now it's one of the things we love to sell because I'm like, hey, you're anxious, use this. It'll be fine. It'll be good. Um, it's working those things into how do I make it fit into my life? So it, that was the basis for it because I needed, I needed simplicity. Um, but then it's taking, as you start to learn more about things, you see how they cross into each other. Herbs cross into oils and food and this and that and then it, if you're going into oils you go into essential oils those you cannot ingest that is dangerous to ingest so then we have to figure out how to get that on the skin and down the rabbit hole you go <laughs> but so that's how my that was where my process for mixing them came from that's good though i mean sometimes that's the way it happens though and then we bring it to the public because well, they need and it like also the idea of just like i feel like parents don't know how to don't put in the effort as much sometimes. I don't know how to say it without it being a controversy. Oh, we don't care about that. <laughs> but, like, the ma- doing magic with kids, that became a big thing to me. My kid loves it. Now, granted, my husband was trying to get my kid to do a spell from Harry Potter that kills people today with a chopstick. We were like, she's going, abracadabra, abracadabra. He's like, it's a abracadabra. And we're like, dude, no, that is the way that we'll find out my kid actually has magic inside of her. And uh, that'll be when you're dead. Because hopefully she uses that on you. But it was how to blend that and make it safe for them to learn. I think there's a fine line, too, because there's people who do certain events with their children where they'll celebrate Yule, they'll celebrate Beltane, they'll celebrate Imbolc, they'll celebrate all of those with their kids. They'll do the big events. But what we, like, everything in your life can be an intention. And that's how we work it. Like, that's how I do it with my kids, at least, is learning from this young age where it's, yeah, we're going to go do the event. Yeah, we're going to do Yule and Christmas because you know, multiple different types of family. Mm-hmm. Gotta get them all in there. You know, my kids know, it's like, oh, we'll spin the wheel, it's almost Beltane. Oh, let's spin the wheel, it's almost Lhasa, things like that. 
so it's celebrating those and learning those traditions but also we're gonna make these cookies with a little bit of extra cinnamon in them because well we need to add some extra spice into life today we need that little hit or whatever it is and you know make simmer pots they're like oh what are we doing today it's like well we're just bringing some christmas into our life because your mom needs some she's in a mood um and so it's bringing that with children too well thank you so much you guys like yeah. so much good information yes. oh my gosh yes this was wonderful and we close every episode with a magical week so if you guys want to tell us something magical that happened to you this week it? Yeah, go for it. It happened to you. But, yeah. I mean, I have one, but yours is better. <laughs> you can each you can each say this. Well, mine is really funny because uh, being a stay-at-home mom, one of the things I, I need to get out of the house. I love my kids. I love my husband. I love my mom. Um, I need to get out of the house sometimes. But we, you know, you make candles. Sometimes you forget. I'm like, oh, I should use my own magic. And so I looked at her and I was like, um, we should probably just use one of our candles one day, you know, use our own products versus just throwing stuff together that's at home because we don't have all the things all the time. And so we went and we got our money draw candle because we were like, well, times are tough. The economy is rough. And, you know, be it maybe the magic kicked me in the butt, whatnot, I finally went and applied at a job I've wanted to do just for the hell of it for a while. And I got hired within 24 hours Yay. of the candle being lit. That's awesome. And you're like, oh, so that is magic in active force per, you yeah. know. But thank you. Yeah, it was, it, it's fun. I'm excited. But so that was just one of those funny ones of like, you know, finally kicked me in the butt to go apply because done before the candle burnt out. Um, mine's uh, funny. It involves another one of our candles. Uh, Dylan designed a Freya candle because oh, yeah. she works with Freya and just like just recently I was like you know I don't know maybe I should introduce myself to her like let's see what's going on and so I have one of the Freya candles and one of the Freya offering bottles on my um, bookshelf that's like literally right above my head in my chair in my room where I sit when I do tarot readings for people and I had a, um, a, a reading with a client and in the middle of the con and right in it was the the candle was lit at the time, um, and right in the middle of the conversation, like Freya came for her, mm -hmm. and it was that moment of like, oh, well, like is it a multiple reason why I lit that, or is it, you know, was part of that the draw to so that I would have that, and then she would be right there right above my head while I was sitting doing this tarot reading for this lady over the phone and bringing her that wisdom of Freya and then she went off to go do some work with Freya so it's another type of magic yes I think that's awesome thank you guys thank so you. much thank for coming on much. yes I think you educated a lot of people and we will have all of your links for your website Instagram everything in the bio so people can find you awesome Bye, guys.